Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Outkick the coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody else feels about preseason football. I love it. I love the NFL preseason. I watch all, uh, as many games as I possibly can. I don't care if the field is painted. I don't care if the end zones are, are, are colored in. I don't care who's there. And if we're watching fourth stringers, I love preseason football. I can't mm, wait for it. Nice. Fired up I, about I, it. I, I, I do feel like the NFL with the field sometimes does a little too much. Like I, I, I wish they would do a little less. You know, just let it look el natural, you mm. know? Well, just I mean, nice and green, well manicured. I mean, unless it's it's Soldier Field, and it's that terrible turf. Hey, that they play uh, on, by, by the way, the Saquon Barkley, we were talking about his injury and him, you know, whether or not he's going to be, and he was playing a little bit coy as to whether or not he was going to be ready for week one for the Giants. Mm-hmm. That injury happened at Soldier Field. Mm. So t- Br- Brady's been on this for a while now, that it's the worst field conditions. I know we've talked about this as well, too. But that happened at Soldier Field, if I'm not mistaken. I so, played there yeah. once, and it was too cold for me to, to even – remember what the field was like <laughs> you played at penn state when you, you act like you hey bro from- let, no, me, let me tell you something it's different there's two places where cold is it is redefined that i've played 
one is Green Bay. I I, I mean I like I hit the ground from hitting Brett Favre. Right, now, I hit the ground from hitting Brett Favre. And got a concussion from the ground, not from hitting Brett Favre. Yeah. True story. That's how hard the ground was. When I hit the ground, I got up off. I got up off of the ground, and all I remember was. And Bruce is looking at me, and 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 Brett Favre starts putting his hands out, like, "Come get him!" Like, you got to come get him. Like, and I remember that part, and then I don't remember a little bit after that. And then I just remember watching the rest of the game, like when I came back to myself. Um, but yeah, there in Chicago, like when they say the hawk, like when they termed that coin or somebody starts saying, man, the hawk is out, right? The the wind gush that goes through your body and through every single part of your like your cells, your bones, the bone marrow, everything. That cold will swoop down on you like a hawk. <laughs> and they meant it. <laughs> and I don't even remember the field in Soldier Field because I was so – and I, I, held, I hate to admit this to all of the faithful fans of the Washington football team. I was ready to take a shower midway through the first quarter of that game. We weren't going to the playoffs. <laughs> we weren't going to make the playoffs. And it was colder – than hell and all i could sit there and think about was please hey y'all we gotta get three and out we gotta get three and out y'all hey listen we gotta get three and out and it it progressively was more aggressive during the game like guys if you let them get a first down on third down again i'm fighting whoever gives us gives up the first down we're gonna we're gonna fight because i needed to get back to that heated bench no doubt. Well, listen. I mean, uh, now no did you, do you, you you guys go short sleeves though in the cold, no matter what, right? I mean, you're, when you're winning, sleeves. When you're winning, <laughs> hey Brady, <laughs> tell me, man. When you're winning, you you go you go yeah, topless I, and and, and warm ups and everything. Yeah, it, 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 it hits a little different in December if you're out of it. <laughs> I hey. mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's also like there's there's certain points of cold too where you're like. It's just not worth trying to be tough. Like it, it's really not. Like <laughs> right. in Chicago, like in Cleveland, when I was there, there there were certain games where I was like, it just ain't worth it. Like it, it's just not. Like I know everyone wants to go out there and show off their guns and all that stuff. How how fl- rocked up they are and everything else. Some dudes put on Vaseline. Yeah. I remember you when dudes used to put on Vaseline. I, I would it. literally run around the locker room stealing it. I did it. And I, I, but but here's the thing is that's fine. You're a defensive player. When you're a ball carrier, man, yeah, you, you're you would slip. go to tuck it. Yeah, yeah it's like not slip. only it would slip off them. I would get the ball. There'd be like a bunch of like Vaseline, Vaseline on, on it. it. Yeah, it's the last thing you want. So Ugh. I would literally run around and steal it from all uh, of any offensive player that would try to wear it and try to like Vaseline up their arms. I was like, no chance. Uh, by the way, no it, chance it, of letting it, this it, the weather conditions have got to be what also had an, had an effect on Tom Brady last year has to be like it just as far as his body it had to be going going from playing in new england in foxborough he, to going to the to the nfc south it had to be he had that nice base tan like all throughout the year oh yeah <laughs> i mean it was that nice like that nice olive base tan throughout the year like you could tell he was enjoying it and, and enjoying the whole lifestyle there in tampa uh, hey warm weather there's nothing like it man that's that's i've never Good had the, the opportunity to play in warm weather in terms of like that's my home base I've always been in colder areas, environments, but I'll say this, living in California, 
people are always like, hey, are you going to leave California? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> They're like, but it's so expensive. I said, you're paying for the sunlight. <laughs> Chase closed. I get up feeling so good. Like you asked earlier, like, how do you feel, LeVar? Man, let me tell you something. It was 95 yesterday. 90. Five where I was at, and I was like, man, people are complaining. They're like, it's so hot. I can't wait till winter. I'm looking at these people like, you're so spoiled. Yeah, you spoiled uh-huh. sons mm-hmm. of bitches. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean it's too hot? It's not too hot. This is amazing. Do you understand that you get one one month out of the year in Pittsburgh? It's- where you get great weather one month, and it, you got to combine too. Like you got to combine like like June and July, like the end of June, the beginning of July, and that's it. That's all you get. The rest is downhill. It, see, but here's the problem: people okay. in California, they want uh, when they think of all oh, we we want cold weather. We want they want they want a white Christmas is what they want. They want snow on the ground. They want to know what that <laughs> a different feels type like. of white. Christmas yeah, well, out I mean, here. that is that is that is also available. As well they too. want hey, hey, yeah. Hey, but, Brady, they want a different type yeah. of storm that hitting is, the yeah. That is also what's, what's that? You gotta be you gotta be careful when you're moving around out that, here. Uh, what is that? A powder donut on your top lip? Booger sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> booger sugar. Little, little, little six pack of Hostess uh, from oh, a Seven Eleven. Uh, but Don't yeah, they want uh, they want they want to know what it's like oh, to have Santa snow. Snow angels. Yeah, snow yeah. on the ground and all yeah. that stuff. And then you actually get around snow. Like I drove in snow for the first time. It randomly snowed and. South Carolina when I was out there working in radio and I thought you know what I want to drive around in this I want to see what it's all about what a miserable experience mm. man like mm. you can get out of my face with so I'm good I don't need it not my thing uh but, but that's a lot of people they get out here and they they get miserable with the heat and they start complaining about it and then they they all they want is December weather all they want is January weather and then it gets here and they complain about that and they want the sun again it's never good enough for people out here <laughs> never Damn good spoiled enough. brats oh my gosh it's so hot I gotta find some shade I was like yeah man okay go look Live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Be from Pittsburgh. Although they will say, I, I'll, I'll say this: one of the more under-discussed home field advantages in the NFL every single year is early in the season when you play in Jacksonville or Miami or Tampa. Because when oh, player, because the humidity, and I swear it's, to God, this is this is a real it's thing. Not even it's not even early. It's like even in in like even when you get into October, because you have to realize this. Like, what you just said is a misnomer. Because you think that in October, when it's starting to turn everywhere else up north, it's still not ungodly hot. Like, I actually think that's the tougher transition, mm. is when up in up north in the Midwest, it's starting to feel like fall, right? You get those cool evenings. You can smell maybe people you know, out there lighting a, a campfire or something somewhere. Down south, though, like down in Florida – You'll still get some days that are in, like humid as hell in the high, you know, high eighties, low nineties, and that's the hardest transition for you. Mm-hmm. At least I always felt like as oh, a player, especially if you play an early game in the day, it's hot as hell. Oh my gosh, that humidity will sit on top of you like a weight, like a like literally the entire gym. On you walk outside, it's like. <laughs> one like it's a rep you gotta you gotta you gotta squat that humidity that hits you in florida I, 
I just remember when we came out and they're like, oh, yeah, Tampa, where's, uh, where, where's the white unis, the lighter unis? I was like, how's that going to make a difference? And you're right? supposed like, to wear dark at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like, how's that going to make a difference? You get out there, you're like, oh, God, this is awful. Like, like, like I feel like I'm in a sauna, like a sweatsuit. I can't get out of it. Then you're like, nah, I, I can see what they did there. Like, I, I can definitely see that distinct advantage right there. I believe Tampa also has their, their – uh, their stadium set up where you're not in the shade on yeah. the visitor side yeah, of the I, field. I think correct. Miami That's does correct. the same thing, I think. Yeah. I, I think so, Miami, so the, yeah, sun, the sun is kind of like that. on you. It, it's kind of like that, Miami. It's, it's changed a little. It's changed a little. Jeez. Yeah. Um, you don't want that. Uh, all right. It is uh, I'll kick the coverage I'd here. rather take that than the snow. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, I mean, the literal snow. I mean, I guess they're both literally yeah, snow. Yeah, but just yeah. making sure. The, yeah, the, the, the yeah, precipitation no. that, that Jesus sends, you know, not back I mean, Jesus, uh, but yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah, Jesus no. sent the other snow, too. I don't know. That's not sand will get you from time to time. I'm going to get away from this. Yeah, that's how it happens. It's all right, Snow angels. All right. It is outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Lamar Arrington, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on FSR. Uh, coming up next, uh, we had a move made in the NFL. What it could mean for one division. We will have that for you next year. It's Outkick the Coverage right here. Fox Nothing Sports but Radio. snacks. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'll kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, LeVar Arrington here on FSR. Uh, by the way, coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, um, somebody in the world of sports, uh, as Brady Quinn pointed out uh, when we were discussing uh, different ideas for the show, came off the top rope yesterday. Uh, this is a uh, Randy Macho Man Savage elbow drop from the top rope. Uh, so we will get to that here coming up uh, in a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR. So the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and and LeVar, you grew up a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. You're still a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. You said you remained a Pittsburgh Steeler fan even when you were playing for Washington and the Giants. I was always cheering for them sitting on my couch during playoff season. (laughs) Really? Like you still just went right back to... Oh, bro, I I used to sit on my couch with Jason Gildon's helmet on watching the games. (laughs) That's a true story. I, I don't doubt that. I just yeah. it was kind of like a, a, a low key diss. It to, was uh, yeah. to me, to me and my team. Like yeah, because we were always watching them participate while we were not. I went to yeah. I went to the playoffs one time during my career as an active player, and that was my last season. In Washington. Six years in Washington. Year six, we went to the playoffs. Well, I mean, uh, they did make a move. All right. Now, uh, Melvin Ingram and and, uh, truth be told. The Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Um, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea he was still a free agent. Yeah, I, I didn't know either. I swear to God, I, th- I thought I just assumed he had been signed, but he was uh, out there. He was available. Uh, Melvin Ingram now, though, is a Pittsburgh Steeler. He signs a one-year deal with the Steelers. They get a little bit of pass rush help as they're trying to, to you know, give one last hurrah. Ben Roethlisberger try and do this thing all over again. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's back after uh, you know he decided uh, TikTok videos uh, are filmed better at Heinz Field than apparently anywhere else, uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers get a little pass rushing help, Brady Quinn, uh, to, as they try and uh, embark on potentially a division crown and try and right the wrong of whatever the hell that playoff game was last year against the Browns. So, so I'm with you guys where I was like, oh yeah, he, he was still a free agent, and, and you kind of forget a little bit because you know he was injured uh, last year, right? I think he only played like in seven games or something like that, Yeah, and, and, he, and he didn't do much. You know, they didn't necessarily really do much uh they they dealt with a number of injuries but what dawned on me was and and this goes back to their South Carolina Gamecock days which I know you know all too well yeah Yeah. is when Cleveland signed because because this is where it all hit me like obviously played for Cleveland for people who don't know grew up a huge Browns fan hated Pittsburgh but also respected them. Like I, under, I respected how great of an organization they were. You know, when I was growing up, and then obviously even more so when you started preparing and playing against them. 
But when I was looking at what Cleveland did this offseason, where they signed Tack McKinley, who, you know, he showed some ability in Atlanta, never really became the player they hoped he would be. He's now in Cleveland. And then Jadavion Clowney, who was a former teammate of Melvin Ingram at South Carolina. I was thinking to myself, okay, like those aren't two bad options to try to take a swing at putting someone opposite of Miles Garrett. And when I saw Pittsburgh sign Melvin Ingram, I was like, Oh damn! Like they, they they did it again. Like like that should have been the player they targeted. Like for whatever reason, I I I I just I thought he was still under contract uh, with the Chargers, or he must have signed back quietly or something. And then now I watch Pittsburgh get him. I'm like, man, wa- go watch what happens. He's gonna have a big play at some point in time this year versus the Cleveland Browns. That's gonna like alter the game or get him a third down stop, and it's gonna be the story once again of us going with the wrong play the wrong South Carolina Gamecock, whatever whatever you want to make of it. I'm just saying I love this signing for Pittsburgh. I think it's exactly what they needed to try to help out T.J. Watt on the other side. LaVar, I don't know how you feel about it, but this, this, this is going to be one of those classic Pittsburgh signing a player that Cleveland had two cracks at, mm. two cracks at, and they didn't sign. So, God. If he's healthy, he will be a difference maker because – Quite frankly, the way the defensive scheme is in Pittsburgh, it's tried, it's true, and it has been steady from day one, especially for guys like a Melvin Ingram. So it's funny that you would say it that way, like, okay, Cleveland takes Jadavion and Pittsburgh like sneaks up on Melvin. Ingram's been a better pro than both those guys. Not even close. I'll tell you what. Uh, Dupree, but Dupree is the position that they would be filling if 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 Melvin is able to to be healthy enough and get in there. They they get Bush back in the center of that defense. Uh, it it looks as though this could be a very very nasty type. And, and listen, it's not like Melvin is going to come in and do better and bigger numbers than Bud Dupree. But if you're asking someone who's paid attention to how their defense plays and what Bud Dupree represented to that defense, you certainly would sit there and say that is a tremendous void that probably isn't fillable right now. So what are you going to do? How are you going to get through this season? And then boom, here comes Melvin Ingram. And and, and now this is the type of player that can thrive in this type of a defense scheme. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And and also, he, you look at last year, and to, to Brady's point, so he plays in only seven games. He was dealing with a knee injury throughout the course of the year, like and, and he didn't record a sack last season. Well, neither neither <laughs> neither did Jadevian Clowney. Neither did Clowney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so neither did Clowney. And, and this is also, keep in mind, this is coming off three consecutive Pro Bowl years. Like, yeah. And this was after he got paid. So he actually, it wasn't one of those, you know, he, he played at a high level on his rookie contract, then he gets this deal, and then he falls off no no he got paid and then played the best football of his career after he got the contracts I I look at it and you just see what Cleveland did you see uh, some of the other options out there this late in the game to get a guy like Melvin Ingram who's who's just sitting there for anybody to have you know he's going to want to come out and play at a high level to try and write whatever happened last year and also because he's probably looking at next year going and 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 I know Brady's discussed this when the salary cap goes up the way that it's going next year 
it's not the dumbest idea in the world, right, for some of these guys to take a short-term deal when they can when they can take another bite at the apple la- next year yeah. when there's more money on the table. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It, it, here's the one thing too that I think if you're comparing them against, for example, just in my scenario, who Cleveland signed, and then obviously who Pittsburgh signed, is, is Ingram's a little bit older. But there, there still is the ability, I think, as a situational pass rusher or just as an edge rusher to play into your, your mid-late 30s and still be effective at times. And that's why when I look at this, I was like, man, again, you'd have to go back three years to look at Jadavion Clowney's most recent best year to even compare to what Melvin Ingram did two years ago. Like, last year he had a, had, had a bad knee. It didn't work out well in those seven games, right? You know, for the team, it, it obviously there's a number of things that didn't work out well. Like, for example, trying to numb up to Rod Taylor's ribs. That didn't work out well. And then puncturing <laughs> his lungs. But I digress. Like, if Cleve, I don't have no idea if they looked at him, if they thought about it. Maybe he wasn't healthy at the time when they wanted to sign him. I just think he would have been a better acquisition for the Browns to play opposite of Miles Garrett than what they brought in. And I'm telling you, man, I just, I've seen it. I've watched the Browns forever, played for him. Like, this is what happens. He's going to do something that ends up impacting the Browns' oh, playoff hopes or winning a game this season when those two teams score off a couple times. But I will say today, if I'm looking at both teams, you got to be. Very, oh, very excited. concerned. Yeah. Oh, you got to be concerned no, with the Cleveland Browns if you're yeah. a fan of the Steelers or if you're yeah. a fan of the Ravens. This could be a year. And and here's the thing, right? A guy like Jadavian Clowney can do some of the most ridiculous things even now in his career. And to have Miles Garrett on the other side who's going to command all the, the attention that he's going to command – all you need is for the offense to do what they need to do. So if Baker Mayfield really transitions into this conversation as the guy that he proved that he could be in the second half of the season last year, this could be a very, very dangerous team, and Jadavian Clowney could be a main catalyst for that if they're able to play ahead yeah if they're ahead they're he, good if they're he doesn't not even have to be eh, dangerous you know. he just has to be serviceable True. like miles garrett will be dangerous yeah. i just he just needs they need someone on the opposite side to be able to do a little bit and then they need to run the football and baker needs to do what he did last year but again we'll see i mean there's there's because because here's the here's the misconception i think between these two teams we saw that playoff game, okay? If I'm not mistaken, Jonas, you live bet that thing the entire way on I the mean, side of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did look, you not? Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I, and and did end up winning because if if I'm if I remember correctly, the live line it was such a blowout was Steelers plus eighteen and a half at one yeah. point. Like that is yeah. how, that is how much of a blowout it was. Well, you eventually won. Well, I think is what but you listen, said. but yeah. look, if if Mike Tomlin goes for it on fourth and one or whatever it is during that game when Pittsburgh had all the momentum, I don't know how that game finishes up. They just couldn't yeah. stop Cleveland. They couldn't we, stop them. Yeah. Real quick, though, um, did you say you actually won a bet amongst the 15 you placed in that game? <laughs> Listen, you're, you're, only as good, you're only as good as your last bet. All right, that is, that is a, a rule was, that I hold live on, by. Was that the, was so that the one the for 15? Bet. Was yeah. that the one for 15 game uh, of, of live betting? Listen, there could be some truth to that rumor, but I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not going to be mocked and ridiculed here on the air because Jeez. I, you know, I, I happen to make a decent bet from wow. time to time. How, how stubborn is someone when they bet 14 times? That's a lot right. of bets. Hey. <laughs> well, just for the outcome of a yeah. game that's not going their way, and then finally they're like, ah, oh, oh, it's it's going to hit, and their 15th bet they finally yeah. hit. I don't know what that is considered. You guys have used serial gambler before on the show i don't i don't know what category it, this one falls under it, it's actually. it's just to prove a point all right it, it's it's you know it's just to prove a point that that's that, right. uh, you know i don't that's care right. i don't care that i end up losing uh, the other 14 i i must go out on a win you know yeah. what i mean it's like, yeah yeah it's but what if you cool. lost that 15th one Come like, back for sixteen. Where you? <laughs> oh, what do you want from me? Listen, I'm, I'm not you here know, to. I'm that's, not retiring. that's what a winner does, though. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. He does. That that's is right. what a winner does. It, it was going. like Tim Hardaway on a bad shooting night. How does he get out of it? He just keeps shooting. Yeah, that's that, a, I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah, that's a, that's all it is. Uh, all right, uh, it is uh, outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, there is a first. All right, so this is a first time in a long time that we've seen this happen in the world of football. We'll have that for you here uh, coming up again, twelve minutes from now on FSR. So. Um, Tony Busby, who represents the um, the 22 cases against Deshaun Watson um, in the, you know, the massage therapist. Uh, you Gate. Know, yeah, there, there's another, I believe, 30 to 35 that say he didn't do anything wrong. Um, you know, which, uh, you know, puts the number at about 50 to 60. Different it's a lot results. of body rubs, yeah. man. Yeah, a lot listen, of body I mean, rubs. Well, you know, I mean. Uh, a lot you, of friction yeah, or you, lack thereof. You want yeah. to make sure apparently you find the right one. Uh, this is uh, a large number. Yeah, it's very large. Uh, <laughs> this is from Tony Busby, um, who's been very quiet recently. There's not, not been a whole lot of a conversation about what is happening. Uh, Tony Busby uh, put out the following on Instagram. Quote. I'm not a big spa guy, and I abhor someone I don't know touching me, but I had been at the beach and had some time to kill while Frances had her spa time. So at her urging, I had what they call the grounding massage here at Amanzo, or whatever he calls it, for 90 minutes. It was actually nice and relaxing. I fell asleep, but note... It was professional. I made no weird demands. I didn't grind around on the table. I never fully disrobed, and I never acted like an entitled, horny teenage boy. I want to clarify, this is Tony Busby, not me uh, writing this on Instagram. He goes on to say, I'm also quite sure Tina, the massage professional, didn't feel threatened, degraded, or uncomfortable in any way. Massage therapy is a legit profession made up of of trained professionals trying to earn an honest living. That's how it should be. End quote, Tony Busby off the top rope on Instagram towards Deshaun Watson. I mean, listen, not directly at Deshaun Watson, but I think we all understand what he's trying to do there. Uh, I thought things were quiet, and then all of a sudden that happened. And yet, here we are. That's the strategy, though, right? Like, that has to be what his strategy is with this in in doing something that I, I think is really dumb. As an attorney, at least professionally, it looks very catty. Yes. It looks very short-sighted. Yes. But I also think his point is is like nothing has happened to this point. He's trying to draw more attention. He probably knows by saying this, everyone's watching to see if something will come from it. And then everyone goes, oh, yeah, there's the whole Deshaun Watson situation going on. Where's the NFL on this? We, we know it's legally going to take a long time before it's done. And I'm sure he's trying to put more pressure on the NFL to do something or on Deshaun Watson and, and his representation to come to the table for a settlement. And so it, it does seem kind of desperate. It does seem, you know, b- below the waist, uh, pun intended. You hit but, it right. But, 
but 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 that's 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 where I feel like th- that that's what he's doing with all of this. Yeah, I think that's a good take, Brady. I think this is an act of desperation. I thought there was negotiations going on behind the scenes because it had gotten so quiet. Yeah, and I thought that this was surely going to be a situation where the settlements came out, the the contracts would be signed, and everybody goes their separate ways and they move on. For him to come out and say this, that's that's him trying to. That's he's trying to send a shot out across the bow to agitate. This isn't this is, you know, he's a he's a former military guy. And the one thing that you'll realize about, you know, when there's wartime, propaganda is one of the biggest weapons that can be used during wartime. And this is propaganda. You know, regardless of what we think we know, you're still innocent until proven guilty. And for him to throw this out there like that. And and the detail that he did, like grinding on the table, like first of all, Deshaun Watson isn't even a teen. Um, second of all, like most people at at spas, like let me give you a news flash, buddy. You derobe, like you get under the, the under the sheet, and you're under the sheet, you know, in in the way that you came into the world. So the the idea of trying to create this very very visual uh representation of what he he did when he did it and how it was much more appropriate in the way that he went about doing so he is clearly trying to get a reaction from Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Watson's side and if he can actually draw them into some type of a public back and forth I would assume in his estimation that plays into the the you know the favor of all of these people that he's representing. So in in short, I, I would sit there and I would say that doesn't if if I'm looking at it from the side of of the lawyer and and the people that have come forward and want settlements, I don't think that this bodes well no. in terms of what they're looking like the the outcome could be based off of what the the information has been up to this point. Well, there's also when he when the first statement came out, a lot of people looked at his first statement and were were kind of put off a little bit because he was you know he was pre- like almost to, you know a grandstanding I guess you could call it. He was on his soapbox you know uh, you know with this long message on social media and I was like okay what is this all about? Is this all about so you can you know get your name out there? Or are you trying to become you know the the star of this whole thing with all these all these women that have gone through whatever they've gone through with Deshaun Watson. And then, you know, the story come out and and all the different women come out and it was like, oh, wow, this guy, you know, I mean, there's there's some serious stuff happening here. And then he comes back around with this and it just makes the same questions that I had when this first came out. Like, what is the end goal here? Is is it to, to boost his career? Is it to, to get his name, his notoriety out there? Or is he really trying to represent the women? Because if I was one of them and I saw this, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, you're on your honeymoon and you're sending this crap out. How does this help the situation? And it has nothing to do with me. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you're not protecting my interest by doing this. That, And I think that that's a great question that you you thought of like I like Brady I mean honestly like if you're my representation and you're making a discussion point about your wife you you named her right you put her in the in your comments by name 
And it has nothing to do with what's going on with me other than you relating what you're doing. It's very narcissistic, <laughs> if you ask weird. me. It, you know? it, it, it discredits him professionally. And, and it almost, you know, I almost wonder, too, if, if he's worried about – you know, being targeted or someone accusing him of doing something inappropriate. Mm. And so he, like, throws something out there like this, not only to draw attention to, oh, yeah. you know, what's happened Imagine with Imagine the yeah. irony also, of him dealing with a I massage yeah. therapist. But, but, but think about that. Like, he, he might be saying, like, hey, I want to get out ahead of this and make sure I say something before someone tries to accuse me of something. So smear but, campaigns are on the way is what you're saying. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not saying that. I'm just, you know, there's there's not really much you could take from this outside of he's just trying to stoke the fires and, mm. and make sure that this conversation doesn't die because that's his pressure point. Mm-hmm. Like his pressure point is being able to force Deshaun Watson and his people to come to the table for a settlement. When you ask what he wants out of this, there's some notoriety, but it's money. I mean, yes. let's be real. Like, yeah, this is all his clients, yeah, it's civil. It's, it's a civil, civil case. Yeah. So his clients want money, right? They want restitution. He wants money. He probably wants to be able to move on from this and not have to wait another, what, eight months, nine months, whenever they actually get a chance to talk to Deshaun Watson on record, which supposedly is after the season this year. So I, I think he knows that if he tries to get more public pressure on Deshaun Watson, more public pressure on the NFL to act and to do something, it's going to force them to come to the negotiation table to settle. Otherwise, they could play the waiting game. And, and as you and I both know, once the NFL season starts, right, wrong, or indifferent – this story gets lost. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It gets lost in the NFL season until it becomes something again in the offseason if it's not settled between now and then. I think it fell very short if that's what he was trying to do. And in fact, it again, if just that first blush, first glance of it, you say, hmm, it seems as though somebody is losing yes. momentum. Yes. Somebody is losing leverage, and you you're doing something to try to recreate the leverage and the momentum that you had early on. Yeah, I, I mean, it, just simply put, very very bizarre approach. Uh, all right, it's uh, outkick the coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox here yeah. on FSR. Coming up next, um, this is uh, for the first time in a long time. One team in the NFL finds himself in a unique position, and it got even more unique in the last twenty four to forty eight hours. We'll have that for you next here. It's outkick the coverage, Fox Sports Radio. This this is outkick the coverage. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Juan Gabriel, Juanquis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'll kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Uh, coming up uh, top of next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to get into, uh, look, I-, I think this is sort of a coming of age moment for somebody in the world of spo- uh, sports. He's had a very successful run. Things have gone very well for him. Uh, and so this could be a-, a massive, massive evening for that individual. We'll get into that here coming up a little over 10 minutes from now. Uh, guys, we were talking about 
about um, the situation in New Orleans. Uh, Drew Brees had had a discussion with Mike Tirico uh, recently about the potential of uh, of coming back. Are you going to make a comeback? And he just talked about, oh, you know, uh, he actually feels worse now because he's not preparing for a season. Uh, and so, therefore, uh, his body just feels different and he actually feels worse than he has at any point in his career. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody who is preparing for the season is also a New Orleans Saint quarterback, and that somebody is Jameis Winston. And uh, Jameis Winston, uh, who is in a, uh, I don't know if the, you want to call it a competition with Taysom Hill, um, he is, uh, he's got some very unique ways to, uh, to get prepared for the season. Uh, most recently, um, getting pressured by dogs while he throws a towel in the sky. Um, <laughs> now, get uh, what, the, what the hell do I know? I've never actually uh, prepared for an NFL season, but uh, this seems uh, pretty unique and not exactly something that you would find in a TB12 playbook. You know, if, if, if I were to guess here. Full disclosure, I had a buddy who had a uh, – it was a black lab, and that thing was one of the worst trained dogs you could ever imagine, <laughs> oh okay? So as soon as the front door opened, it was jetting, and it would run away every time. And so he used to play lacrosse. Some of my other buddies used to play lacrosse. We all played football together too. And so they originally started doing this to prepare for Hell Week in lacrosse. But then we got the idea, like, this is probably good to do, like, in the summertime before we have to go to training camp for football. So I think, I think the, the dog's name was Scarlet, <laughs> and we used to let Scarlet out, and then we'd have to go chase her down. And that was how we would, like, start to kind of get back into shape outside of the normal training what? conditioning because if you could catch that dog – you were ready. So like chicken, that, that, chicken and rabbit yeah, chasing. What, yeah, what yes. the hell is that? What is this, Rocky? I, I'm just it? telling you, that's Jesus. that's how you it was a different move like Grease Lightning. <laughs> hey, man, we did all we could to catch that thing, and it was tough sometimes because, as you know, Labrador sometimes like to jump in the water. So every once in a while, there'd be like a pond nearby where you're, you'd be like, all right, I'm not going in there. I'll just wait till she gets out. But uh, I'm not against incorporating the dogs as part of the training, although in this case – I'm not sure how beneficial it is based on the video. <laughs> What's crazy is, so I'm going to do a movie reference as well, right? I had three dogs. One was a bulldog. One, Two were pit bulls, all right? Bishop from, from obviously, Tupac from Juice was one of the pit bulls. Uh, Ali, like Muhammad Ali, uh, was one of the pit bulls. And then there was Bullvi. You know, you know who Bullvi is, right? No. You know, from the 13th no. Warrior, lo, there do I see my father. Lo, there do I see my mother and my brothers, too. They do call me. You the know? hell are you talking oh, about? Oh, it's a Norseman <laughs> prayer. Oh. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Where, the, where the brave shall live forever, right? So Bullvi was, like, hardcore, tough, strong. And I used to work out in my backyard. And I started doing my pass rush moves, and then one day, Bullvi started running up on me and jumping while I was doing my pass rush moves. The next thing you know, Bishop and Ali started joining in. So I started doing pass rush moves and doing clubs (laughs) and rips and and all kinds of stuff on my dogs, and they would be jumping. So it turned into a thing where when I would go out there, one would run up and try to hit me in my legs. The other one would be running, jumping up towards my face. The other one would be running up, jumping towards my face. And I'd just be trying to, like, in 360-degree angles, start doing clubs and rips and sweeps and and all kinds of stuff (laughs) with my dogs. And that was how I trained doing my pass rush moves at least three to four times at least three to four times a week. And it yeah. was effective. 
I thought it was. I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't was. meet a lineman. I didn't meet a lineman that was quicker than the dogs. Well, yeah, but line, no, no, linemen have thumbs, though. I, I think there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah but know. but when them when them big dogs hit you with their body, bro, that's that's uh, or when you're hitting that's them, different. it's different. Yeah, it is different, and Some it was of what fun. Jameis was doing, by the way, though, was legit. Some of that's like was legit drill stuff. They were incorporating it. It's not all. It's not all jokes and fun. Like some of it was they, they call it disassociation. Some of that <laughs> stuff was legit, like quarterback stuff. He was incorporating into his routine. It was so just it, more the dog getting involved, yeah, more so I, than him involving the dog. Well, and, and the towel, which again, you're you're trying to get your reps in without having to throw wearing the out your arm. A exactly. lot of people do that these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, listen, uh, look, I, I'd love Low to. Uh, there uh, do I, I see my brothers. I, I, I'd love to tell you guys a story about uh, working out with my dog, but as Brady points out, he's dead, so that can't happen. <laughs> I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.